The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Bang! Sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Monday morning edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company live from the star in Frisco. It is one of the worst weeks of the NFL to be a player, if we're really being honest. Uh, but it's one where the media has a chance to kind of try and puzzle piece this thing together all the way through. And we're going to talk about the cutdowns happening today and tomorrow here inside these walls at the Star. Uh, we're going to talk about the the repercussions of those, and then we're also going to talk a lot of Tyron Smith and how the Cowboys can turn things around with his injury coming up here over the next 45 minutes. Alongside Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, we've got Rob Phillips, Chris Beam in the back. As always, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Heckma, how you doing? I am wonderful, Kyle. How are you? I'm great. Good to go, Rob. Little checking in. Yeah, Mario coin drop. Yeah, uh, a little, little more rested than last week, but uh, like you said, it's, it's, it's going to be a great day for for bubble guys who have achieved their dream. Yeah, and it's going to be a tough day for guys that um, are not, and some will find their way back on the practice squad, and and some won't, and that's just life in the NFL, man. It's it's a tough business to be in. Isaiah, as, I, as Isaiah knows. Yeah, what is this day like? I have PTSD right now. Really? Yep. Yep. It's, this day sucks, man. This day sucks. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It doesn't matter if you're a veteran guy that your room all of a sudden had a, got a little bit deeper than it used to be, like the defensive line room. You just think, oh, I've done, I've done enough to stick around, and then all of a sudden you get a little, hey, let me let me holler at you. Let mm. me. Come here, come here for a second. That, yes, was, uh, yes. that was Bruce Mays back in the day, right? Yeah, the Reaper. The Reaper. We called him the Reaper. That was his nickname. Um, and this, that's what we call this, at least the veterans, old school cats. We call it the Reaper days uh, because people are going to get – there's going to be some surprises. You know, obviously we don't have all the information yet, but I can sit here and tell you for sure there's going to be some angry fans in Cowboys Nation in terms of some of the people that have to – be let go. Um, don't they, that don't necessarily have the space for them. Doesn't mean that they're not good enough. It just means that this is it's certain certain parts of this team are pretty deep, and there's going to be some guys that they people really love to see stick around that aren't going to be here. Position cuts in which positions do you think? Uh, which position room do you think are going to be the most difficult? Defensive line. Defensive line. Not yeah. even a question. Yeah. Defensive line and then um, uh, safety position too. It's going to be some tough cuts. Not necessarily from the fans' perspective, but from the from the coaches' perspective. So, I mean, you said – but you said the fans are going to be angry. Is that defensive line that you're aiming that yeah, toward? Yeah, and defensive line is going to be – yeah, fans are going to be angry about the defensive line. Coaches, hardest decisions, I would say D-line and then go to safety position. Yeah. I would say D-line, safety, receiver. Have we heard of any cuts to this point, Rob, on, on those positions specifically? I know some yeah. of them have kind of been leaked out a little bit. Yeah, nothing official from the team uh, as of last night. There was nothing that hit the wire officially yeah. from the Cowboys' cuts. doesn't mean they haven't informed guys they've been cut. Like, there's been reports, you know, Ben DiNucci's going to be a cut. Um, that's not a surprise. Obviously, we've talked about maybe they keep three, maybe they just keep two. It depends on how they – other spots, like how many running backs do you keep? How many tight ends do you keep? I think those two spots, too, are interesting in terms of who do you keep? How do you, how do, you do the mental math for all of the skill positions and make that work? Because there's guys that played really well on Friday night at those positions that made maybe made the coaching staff think twice about either those guys, like a, a Peyton Hendershot, or maybe – how do you how do you get them on the roster as opposed to maybe maybe there was a vet that you wanted to keep previously you know like it could come down to Sean McCune and and Peyton Hendershot yeah you know and I, I think Rico Dowdle's probably on this team Heck, didn't but didn't get a chance to play though didn't get a chance to yeah. play and and Malik Davis is I mean he's had a terrific camp in preseason like for for McKeon, do you talk about the tight end room uh, McKeon has a PCL injury correct and so that mm -hmm. may be something that allows for the Cowboys to keep an extra tight end, depending on how they're going to start That's a great point. Uh, this yeah. season. But also, I think, man, Hendershot has played himself 
into a shot on this roster. He's, no I mean, he's done everything that you needed, needed um, but it's, it's going to come down to what you always say, special teams. Who's, who's effective on special teams? But, Rob, I got to ask you about the defensive line. Yeah. Uh, and I think everybody's kind of made this statement about there being a log jam at the defensive line position. And I'm really interested to see, because I know this is going to be a tough evaluation of those guys uh, that you can say, all right, Neville Gallimore, Osa Digizua, uh, uh, Osa those guys that are in there, they're in the safe room. But outside of that, how do you evaluate these other guys? Because I don't see like A plus. Like I'm not who's a game changer in that room? Who's a game wrecker in that room? I yeah. see a bunch of guys, right? Yeah. And I think that when you start to cut this down for Dan Quinn, how does he discern between a guy that Oh, he's a good systems guy. He's a guy that's, that can work well with other guys. But I don't see a guy that's like he's a space eater. He's taking up two. Yeah. He's going to take up two guys in the middle. In the middle, and I think that the one technique has been undersold league wide. It's just underappreciated. But in Dan Quinn's defense, from what I see, if you don't have a guy that's a space eater that can gobble up two guys, that that's not allowing those offensive linemen to get to the second level, that's a that's the difficult part of his scheme. So how do you make that assessment? When you say, man, it's so hard to, you know, get rid of these guys. But who's that guy in that room? I don't know if that they have just dominant guys. And I don't think that they necessarily need dominant guys on a defensive front. You need guys to do, to do your job within Dan Quinn's systems. You know, so you either need a super dominant defensive coordinator who's just creative as all get out and can just, just you know, uh, freaking water boy it up. <laughs> or you need amazing players that just make that make that coordinator look look good, you know. So I think within Dan Quinn's system, we've seen it last year. Now, obviously, you have the Michael Parsons of the world that go out there and wreck shop, but you saw some of the matchups that Dan Quinn was able to give him. He was able to give him one on one versus some offensive a lot of offensive guards. You know, he wasn't just rushing from the end; he was coming from the inside. You saw some of those matchup problems that they present. So I think that as long as these guys do their job, you know, you think about this position group. Okay, I know we'll probably get into the weeds, but defensive line, you're probably keeping ten guys that's what they did last year yeah. maybe the year before that you're yeah. probably keeping 10 guys yeah. right let's go through the guys that you know are not going anywhere okay Dorrance Armstrong not going anywhere D-Law not going anywhere Osa Adigizua not going anywhere Neville Gallimore not going anywhere that's your starting line okay yeah. four now let's go to the backups Sam Williams not going anywhere uh who, who, who else is that defense in that we have Chauncey Golston yeah. Chauncey Golston Basham Ba- Basham, Basham, I don't see Basham going anywhere. Okay, Kante Fowler. So Basham, I'll say Basham and Williams are your other two, your backup ends. So that's okay. six. All right, now who's on inside? Carlos Watkins. Watkins, yeah. Tristan Hill. Tristan Hill, okay. John, or did you say Quentin Bohanna? Bo, nope. Big Bo, I didn't even mention Bo. Bo's not going anywhere. He's got a spot. Bo's not going anywhere. That's 10. Okay. Yeah, so that, Already. That's great you yeah. said that. because Ridgeway. Like, Ridgeway. Ridgeway is the guy not, that. Ridgeway, sorry, go ahead. No, no, he's the guy that I thought right off the bat when you brought that up. Like, yep. What do you what do you do there? Because he's a draft pick, they like him. He's a space eater, like you said. But he didn't show it in preseason. Yeah, I mean, there's Quentin Bohanna was the guy I think that showed up yep. with that role in his second training camp more than John Ridgeway. And and not only that, like there, we always talk about the more he can do, the more he can do the versatility. Yep. John C. Golson put on all this weight and moves inside. Sam Williams can move inside on certain downs. Demarcus Lawrence can do that. They've got a bunch of guys that they can shuffle around inside that that position depending on the situation of the game and i ridgeway very well could be the odd man out today is that kind of where you were leading to heckman when you're kind of you're, you're setting all this up and you said these space eaters and we've talked about bohanna's been one ridgeway's been one but outside of that it's a lot of athletic interior guys yeah. with with gallimore and Os- uh, digizua and tristan hill was it just one or the other with Bohanna or Ridgeway, depending on who ended up playing better throughout the preseason and training camp? And, and Kyle, what I'm basing it off of is looking around the league at the other 31 teams and just even Tampa Bay, who has Vita Bay, a guy that is a space eater that does. That's why Devontae Dave, all these guys can move around and, and flow and scrape. Yeah. And you bring in an Anthony Barr, you know what you're going to need uh, from the Wolf Hunter. You you need guys that, are, that can get downhill and make tackles. But I think – we kind of we're basing what we think about this defensive line on potential, and potential potential doesn't win you games. I believe in the scheme. Yeah. I believe that hey, if you got four guys up front that can work in concert together, that's great. But I saw a team that was still getting pushed off the ball. If we go back to San Francisco, you were getting beat 
off the line. And and look, I, I just I'm one of those firm believers that you have to win on first down. Mm-hmm. And if you can win on first down and create that second and long, third and long, that's when your guys that you say can pin their ears back and come after you, then you're good. But if you're still in a third and short situation and you're just creating a situation for offensive coordinator to be able to pick you apart. Bohanna got a share of first team reps in these practices. And yep. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's gonna be a full time starter, but like you're right. Like they've got to find a guy to to stand tall and 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 clog things up in there. So they so you're right. So guys can pin their ears back on third down and get after the quarterback. So he's a guy that I think is taking a step forward and is going to have a role on this team. So Ridgeway, mm, yeah, I mean, could be a practice squad if he clears waivers. Yeah, we'll see. I, I like I like him, but he didn't show it. In, yeah. it, it he is in a loaded room now. To his to, to to the point that you're making, there's no guys that are just absolute just complete dogs at this point in time in their career and the interior defensive line. However, there are guys that do their job. There are guys that do their yeah. job. And what we saw from Ridgeway, unfortunately, at this point in time in his career, he looked more like Poe of, of Ooh, a couple no, years ago. Hey, I'm just no. saying in terms of his – in terms, in terms, in terms, in terms <laughs> How do you say his, I like him and then compare him to Poe? <laughs> because he's young. Poe was a vet. Okay. Right? Yeah. Poe was giving lack of effort. This is lack of experience. Right, so Ridgeway is used to being able to stand up and just bully people out the way. Now you're playing against grown men, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a lot different, right? So if you try to come into NFL doing the same things you were doing in college that were successful, but all of a sudden now they're not successful here, you now have to relearn how yeah. to play the position. And I think he's in the relearn uh, role right now. And unfortunately, time is just not on his side to be trying to relearn as a fifth round guy. So are we saying this cut isn't as tough necessarily as we think? No, it's still tough. Because well, I, I agree with you. I think D-Lines jumps out first. Nick Ch- and I both said that on the mailbag today. You got, you got, got Carlos answer. Watkins. Yeah, you got Chancellor Goldstein, Tristan Hill. I mean, those I guys are mentioned. You, you mentioned Carlos Watkins like at ten, 9 or 10. So that's a bubble guy. That's that you, what I'm saying. You may get rid of a Carlos Watkins to keep a Ridgeway. Is that a mistake? That's the, yeah, don't do that. And you would do that based off potential, right? Yes. Just strictly off potential, exactly. deep, deep line, deep rotation. We talked about there's, this. There's a yeah. guy that you guys haven't even mentioned yet, and that's Dante Fowler Jr. off of the edge, too. I mean, you go in yeah. and you sign him, former first-round pick, guy who had double-digit sacks three seasons ago, like has had an impact in every NFL roster he's been on, whether it be – a little impact, a lot of impact. It doesn't matter. He's had impact. On the field. I don't think that he's the locker room guy that they were hoping he would be. Really? That's my that's my perspective. I don't think that he is the leader that they would like for him to be. And I don't think that his contributions outweigh his contributions that they were hoping for inside the locker room. His okay. on-the-field contributions. Why do you say that? I want to give you a chance to back it up. So, let's go back to the first preseason game. Made a good play. What are you doing the next time? Bonehead. Shove the guy. Personal 15 yards penalty. Foul. I'm gonna go if you're on. one of the more veteran players on defense and you have a team full of young guys that you're trying to show the way, trying to show – you can't do plays like that. You can't have plays like that. You just can't. And, you know, you look at body language. You look at, you know, our guys responding to him. Or is he talking it up to everybody else? And it's like if you're just a guy running around just doing what you do and you got to understand Coach Quinn brought you in because of what he's seen you do in the past. If you're not fulfilling that – if you're not being dominant on the field and you're not being a big-time leader and then people aren't gravitating towards you, you got to look at it and say, is it worth it? Because now you're looking at paying a veteran versus paying some of these younger guys and all those kind of things, right? Is he going to play special teams? No. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> no, he's not going to play special teams. Mm-hmm. Much rather have a Sam Williams out there who's going to be out there every dog on play. If you're going to end up taking two birds with one stone, yeah. you got to find that. It goes back to the versatility comment yeah. that, that we made a little bit ago. Now, I, we haven't even mentioned the final score of that, that final preseason game I, on I Friday. I forgot what it was. 27-26, okay. Cowboys get the win. Victory. Overall, did it make you feel better about the way that the depth looks moving into the season? I thought, for me, the defense played better. They got back to their turnover ways and yep. – and, uh, it felt like, especially three of the four picks coming from safeties, that goes mm. back into your conversation of, oh, wow, tough tough decisions coming at that position. I don't think either any of the guys who made picks out of the safety group are going anywhere. How about the jump that Israel Mukwamu made Hello. from last year to this year? Exactly. No, And, and nobody was harder on Mukwamu than you yep. about his physicality. And I think it was just him changing positions from cornerback to safety. I mean, it's just, it's just a different yeah, side mindset. of your brain. Uh, Came and, up and hit a couple times. Oh, absolutely. Too. He and, stepped and, into but it. But I, I really I really like that. I also, I mean, I, I think Nation Wright, he's gotten a bunch of reps in the yep. preseason. Uh, uh, he, we've had he's put some bad he's had some bad tapes some tape out there but he's also done a really good thing by getting the pick 
But, man, I think guys like Mark Bell uh, mm-hmm. from Florida, mm-hmm. the undrafted guy, I think he made it a bigger case uh, for himself as well. Absolutely. And so, you know. that I think he's on this roster. I think he's active and on this roster. Marquise Bell? Yeah. Oh, I think he's been on this roster since, like, May or June. I agree. I, I, he's So who's out? How many, how many safeties are you keeping? I mean. Four? Probably four. Yeah, So, but, but we have three starters. Yeah, and there's Bell fourth. So who's where's McQuamu? I feel bad for a guy he's like on, Tyler. he's on the team. Where's McQuamu? Donovan oh, Wilson's maybe yeah maybe he's kicked five. Oh, I um, thought you was about to say Donovan. I was like whoa. So Donovan no, no, Wilson so, uh, no, so, from the so, Aggie so, himself. So, think about this. Say, Can't say forget about four. the guy. No, no. no. <laughs> say you keep four. Right. We yeah. already talked about t- ten defense alignment. Ten defense alignment. You but have that's to not heavy. Ten defensive linemen's normal. Okay, okay. I'm just so saying. We're not I'm going just, heavy I'm not at saying that. I'm just saying. You let's could count. go heavy, let's count. but we're not. Let's count. Let's say it's 25 right down the middle. Three specialists, 25 offense, 25 defense. If it was just down the middle, it's not going right. to be that. Okay. Ten, ten, ten defensive alignment, mm-hmm. five linebackers. Yes. Yeah. Don't even say four. Yeah. You got five no, linebackers. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Five. So we're at 15 people. Okay. You guys are saying how many safeties? Give me five. So you're saying five safeties. So now we're at 20. So you're going to carry five DBs, five corners. Oh, yeah, that's tough, man. Maybe. Because so, you got Donovan Wilson, J. Ron Kurz, and Malik Hooker. Those, those three are locked. Maybe. I would probably do that. In Oof. your corners, you've got Diggs, A.B. Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis, Deron Bland. Bland. Bland's, Bland's been great. Kelvin Joseph. Nope. He may be he may be a pup guy or an IR guy. Like they may put him. He he was he with left the game with a concussion. That might have been the the saving <laughs> grace for Cowboys Nation of like not having to give up on Kelvin Joseph yet. You never want anybody to get hurt, but for his sake it may be one of those things. We didn't where even he, say Jordan Lewis. Has a, yeah, we did. You did? Okay. Yeah. 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 So or, you guys you guys see what I'm yeah. getting at though? Like you can't, and then you can't be Wright, heavy. Five. You have you're going to be heavy at one position. I didn't even mention we didn't mention CJ Goodwin, who is technically a corner, but he's on this team as their best special teams oh, player. Man. So that's five, six corners that we're talking about here. We so, keep eleven DBs. <laughs> and we thought we could go light at running back, and then you got guys like Malik Davis and Rico Dowdle and maybe guys there are like just that playing well. Maybe there are just two quarterbacks on this fifty three. Thank you very yeah, much. Might be, that, you know, thank you yeah. very much. Now you coming around a mountain. Hey, he, 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 he got he got yeah. the spatula back out. Yeah. He's cooking again. But, <laughs> but that's that's trying, what I that's what I mean when I say there's the gonna be some <laughs> very difficult decisions for some of these coaches because you have to figure out where can we get the most value? Yes, we would love to have depth at this particular position, but we're probably going to just cross our fingers and just hope nothing bad happens because we need more guys that can be versatile. Man, there, I, I, go ahead, P. No, I was just I, – we, we didn't mention O-line. Like, you want to keep 10 O-linemen? You want to drop 20. to 8 or 9? <laughs> 20. 20. <laughs> I mean, Keeping keep, 20 O-linemen. You have to have at least 8, remember. <laughs> 20. Yeah. On game days. Yeah. To get that extra player. Usually yeah. they go with more than 8 guys on the 53, though. Mm-hmm. We could go down that list. I mean, offensive lineman, heck. I believe they were short at linebacker last year, if I, I remember correctly. Man. I think they were at Look, four. Now I'm going to keep it real with you. Please I, do. I, I really, like, offensive line has been the biggest disappointment for me mm-hmm. uh, coming through training. Mystery. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I have no idea yeah. what, what this is. I don't know what ball is. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, let's go. He gave you a little bit, but that was the sample size. And, and Or do we trust that t- to go into week one? with? I, I don't know that we do. That's a, is it like mystery meat? That's a fantastic that, Fantastic segue. It deserves its own segment, it right? It absolutely Mr. deserves Me, its own segment. <laughs> so, oh, oh, goodness oh. gracious. We uh. haven't, on this show, we haven't had the opportunity to talk about Tyron Smith and his injury and what that does with the offensive line moving forward. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we talk about the mystery meat on the offensive line and the bubble guts that are starting to churn. When we come back with more Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. 
Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. Or was it? They go, you go. <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here with more Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Glad you're with us. Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison. You remember my name. Rob Phillips. You sound tired. Deja Blue. I'm exhausted, guys. I am. Why, Kyle? Uh, well, we were up here on Saturday, which, by the way, I was going to add this to your point of tough decisions in coaching staff. We were up here Saturday for the high school game, the Jerry Jones Jerry Classic, Jones. presented by Whataburger. It was a fantastic event, really, really cool, great crowd, 4,500 in attendance, mm. bands. It was fun. One one side had the Longhorns, Texas Longhorns fight song, Cedar Hill. They had the Longhorns fight song. And then uh, Rockwall, the two high schools that played each other, Rockwall had the Texas A&M fight song. Damn right. It was like back and forth. So it, was, it felt like a in-state rivalry. How can you be called the Yellow Jackets, but you, everything is orange? Yeah, it's a trippy event, man. <laughs> great, you know, and it's great it's mystery. So, and so everybody, everybody kind of asks that. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. I'm, and it's been that way for a very long time, man. So I mean, but hey, don't. <laughs> Rob, Rob is so lost right no, now. No, Rockwall is Rockwall's good. Oh, they're really good. They're yeah. good. I didn't know they were the Yellow Jackets. The yellow I didn't jackets. know their uniforms were orange either. That's oh, yeah. bright orange. Clemson. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah, it looked like Clemson. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, but the point being, we were up here on Saturday. <laughs> we were up here on Saturday, and even in just walking around the building, the coaching staff was here. And, I, I mean, I saw people ordering DoorDash. Like, yeah. I mean, it oh, was like all these, I guess, favor is probably <laughs> the best way to describe it. But they were favoring things in and bringing all these food items and everything. A busy like, weekend. It was not. They weren't taking time off there. Like, they were in here, and they oh. were working. And throughout the weekend, so it sucks because you have to understand. I need people to understand the weight that these coaches and you know, obviously, Mr. Jones has on them this weekend. And Will McClay, you're, you're changing somebody's life for the better or for the worse simply by making the best decision for your organization. You're still going to have an impact on somebody's life. So, if you get cut today, most of these guys expect to be cut. Let's get that on the table, okay? Most of the guys expect to be cut. They use the preseason as an opportunity to prove to these coaches that they're practice squad worthy or they use the preseason to try to uh, as a resume for the rest of the league to say, hey, look at me and give me an opportunity. That's what most of these guys are in position to do. Now, there's about 10 to 15 other guys that are vying for positions on this roster. Either they're going to get surprise cut or they're just simply bubble guys. And those guys today will be notified that you're not going to make the Dallas Cowboys roster. So what do you do when you get cut? You go home, you get in your car. Right, first of all, you go to your locker and you get a big black garbage bag and you start throwing all your stuff in it. You throw all your stuff in a lot in your bag. You say body all your boys. You dap everybody up. You get everybody's information, KIG tags, whatever, whatever. And then you go in your car and you call your fam. You call your lady, right? You call your moms, pops, whoever it is, okay? And then you have this drive back to your place that's no longer going to be your place because now you're thinking about how do I get out of this lease? How do I get my stuff transferred out? Where do I send it to? Do I sit around here for a couple of days and wait for my agent to call me? Is my agent going to call me? What's the next move? What opportunities? Are, it's, it sucks. 
you did an awesome job in in our deep blue documentary about mental health mind games talking about this very subject like not just the stuff on the field but the fact that everybody if you're a casual fan you think that nfl players are all millionaires and they all play for 10 plus years and like you said it's week-to-week contracts and i think the average career in the nfl is three years and it's obviously less for most guys. Yeah. And that's that's the reality of, of life as a as a man, not just as a football player. You know? I mean, and that's why guys like Cavante Turpin and him seizing his opportunity Huge is man. yeah, it's it's so big. And you see him you know, taking those next steps to be somebody that's viable on this on this uh, roster and in special teams. So I mean, look, a lot of these guys have also. Got some good tape out there. Yes. So say the eye in the sky, don't lie. You're not competing for this job. You're competing for the next. So yep. it's not only happening here at the Cowboys. It's happening all over the league. Absolutely. And so, you know, depending on where the need is and guys have to stay in shape. But, man, like you said, man, there's this situation happens to guys and they don't know if this is their last opportunity. So that's what makes today so dreadful. For some of them, it will be their last opportunity, which hurts even more to think about when you, they go to the car and they they call their their people and they're waiting on their agent to call. Sometimes the agent doesn't call, and that's just the the fact of the matter. The, the best the whole thing. The, the silver lining, I guess, would be that they they continue to to expand the practice squad limit. Yeah, true. Good you know, point. Used to be ten, went to twelve during COVID. I kind of thought it might drop back down to ten once life got more normal again. <laughs> It went back up to 16, and coaches absolutely love it because it's yep. a way to continue to develop your roster, and it's more opportunities for guys. And they've also relaxed the rules around it to where even more veteran guys can can still be eligible to be on it. So look for a lot of guys that do get cut, assuming they clear <clears throat> waivers to be back. Speaking of veteran guys, Cowboys lost one last week. It was right after we recorded our most recent show that the news kind of came down about Tyron Smith is – Thursday's practice, we recorded on Wednesday. Thursday's practice, he goes down with a hamstring injury that uh, is not great. Basically, bone ripped off from uh, – or the, the muscle ripped off from the bone, and it's just not necessarily – And he walked off. Oh, yeah, he's tough. Superhuman. He's I, tough. I've, I've, How do you make your leg move without a hamstring You attached? don't. I've torn my hamstring, mm. and I, I can tell Dragon. you that it's not. Dragon. Yeah, dog, you can't. He walked off. That's and, crazy. And because I wasn't there, but God. what was that, th- Wednesday's practice? Thursday. Thursday's practice. That uh, he walked – there was no sign of a limp either as he left the facility, right? Yeah, we were all sitting there. I watched him. He, he walked he out of out the, of the back of the locker room. We were talking to either, either Jake Ferguson or, or Connor McGovern, whoever it was. We were talking about him, and he came back this way, and he had his slides on, like just little Nike slides, and he had a bag, like a backpack around one shoulder, and he just came coming through here, and no limp, just slowly. Nothing I mean, on tender. his leg? No no, no tape, no, yeah. no brace, no anything, just bare bones and he's just walking with the bag and just real quick just back and forth step by step all the way through and I was like oh okay maybe and even Connor McGovern said he, he gave me a grunt uh, a, a satisfying grunt of like oh yeah I'm Tyron Smith that that it, it said everything was okay to Connor McGovern but uh, maybe not that, Let's not go that one time. you want me to go back to that yes, please. he said it like that he was like Tyron gives me a Tyron grunt Connor McGovern said this but, you, but then you gotta do it Oh. <laughs> I, I think it was better the first time. <laughs> but what does this do for the offensive line, guys? Oh. I mean, it's the worst-case scenario that everybody kind of thought was a scenario, and now it is a scenario. Can I address it? Where do you go? The Cowboys have tried to address this problem, not to the level that fans nor a lot of people close to the organization would be happy with. But they it's not like they were just like oblivious to the potential of something happening to Tyron. We've talked about it many times on this show about how you can plan on him missing about two to three games per year on average, right around there. So what did they do? Last year they drafted who? A left tackle. Josh a left Ball. tackle. Josh Ball. Josh Ball couldn't play last year, so he redshirted. Okay? So that was that was your backup plan number one. Then all of a sudden you come into this second year and you do what? You, do you address it again? Right back. Right back to it, right? So you go out there, and not only do you get one guy, you get two guys, right? So you get Tyler Smith, who's going to supposedly play next to him and is going to potentially swing out there and take his position once he decides to shut it down and go get a jacket, a gold jacket. And then you also draft the, well, let's go. So let's go through this, okay? So Josh Ball, red-shirted, comes back this preseason, has a, a, an a, atrocity of a, of a cat, just, just bad, Okay. Then your backup or your your draft pick, your first-round draft pick, 
is working in at guard. Doesn't get any left tackle work hardly at all. Okay, and he has a, a so-so camp right here. He has a lot of lessons that he learned, and then he finishes the preseason injured. Then you have your backup to the backup, and well, let's go. Who has a, a sublex shoulder? that they are trying to stabilize as much as possible and get as much as they possibly can out of him. So you have three people <laughs> that you have put in position to back up Tyron Smith, yeah. and none of it has really panned out for you. No. So it's not like the Cowboys have just said, oh, we're not going to address this. They have. It just hasn't worked in their favor. Okay, I disagree. Okay. I don't think they have addressed it. Okay. Outside of Tyler Smith. Okay. That's the only time. If you had to put on an NFL roster every team in the league, don't put a name on anything. What are the top two positions on your entire offense? Quarterback is number one. Left tackle. And then your left tackle, right? Mm -hmm. Outside of Tyron Smith, they haven't addressed left tackle until Tyler Smith. Okay. I mean, that's almost a decade of not addressing. And I'm not counting Matt Willetsko and Josh Ball. Those were hope stories. Those okay. are guys that you hope step up and take that swing tackle job. Right. At, at the end of the day, they're fifth-round picks. They're fourth-round picks. Those are okay. back-end draft guys. You didn't spend high draft capital okay. on an offensive lineman since you had Zach Martin and Tyron Smith Correct. earlier in the 2010s. Okay. That's that's the last time you truly invested on your offensive I, line, I and that's what's coming back to bite. Uh, I, see, I, see your, I see your point, but, but go back. I don't let Rob address this. Well, Who do you give up if you don't? If you were to address that over the past few years, who do you give up on this roster? Well, I've heard debate going back, heck, like, well, now Rashawn Slater's looking pretty good. You know, last year they should have done that move instead of See, but draft right. Micah Parsons. And I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> no, because, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I they think, would have been fine either way, but Micah Parsons is the better pick there. Okay. They That's a, by they, far. They got a generational player on defense. Yes. You know, that has changed everything for their defense. I'm not even going there, but I. Like what? What? What did you want them to do? You wanted them to spend a first round draft pick That's what I'm saying. on a backup not, player. Who, who in do the you last have to take? Decade? No, who do you I'm have to take saying. off this roster? Somebody, somebody who's on this roster right now that you would have used a high draft pick for. Who would you give up right now? You're gonna give up Micah, Trayvon Diggs, C.D. Lamb. Who are you giving up? I mean, they I would go back to Tristan Hill and go draft a tackle in the second round okay. in 2019. I would do that in a heartbeat. Who's who? Who's there? I don't but know can the we, 2019 draft off the top this? of my head. <laughs> can Come we on, do Kyle, this? you're an encyclopedia. Can we? Can we? That was the year before I joined. <laughs> can we deal in the reality of our situation? Because hope is not going to help us in the, no. right now. No, you're right. Uh, and we have we have a big time issue uh, at the left tackle position, and I don't understand how we've believed that. We can have hybrid everything. Either this guy can he can be a one technique, he can be a nine technique, he can start at center. We can move him out the tackle, and none of that has worked. We, roster hey, spots, we've, Kyle. Roster spots, we've, man. We've done this whole musical chairs at the offensive line position that hasn't gotten us the results that right. we want. Now, now we believe that a guy that's been working at left guard can now all of a sudden bump himself out to left tackle when he hadn't even had a good camp at that position. So. Here we are again with Kellen Moore having to go deep inside that satchel and come out with something that's going to be productive in the season where your left side of your offensive line is way worse Mystery me. It, than it was before. So, to me, if Kellen Moore cannot scheme up the running game this season, we are going to be in deep trouble. Now, I've gone to restaurants where the the, rest, the, the menu is like five pages. Right? You gave me a gift card to one of those restaurants, too, by the way. <laughs> I did. But, 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 but we I can't say them. They're not a sponsor. No, I, I'm not going to say so it. Right. But I need, Everybody's listening. They know exactly which I need, one. I need that play sheet to look like a Whataburger uh, menu. Okay? Number one, Zeke Wright. Number two, Zeke left. Number three, you're, Tony Pollard. You're going to go to the left? I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to look. Zone run. I'm going to have to zone ski. I'm going to have to do something because what is the identity of this offensive line? When you look at Shanahan and we can go all the way back to the Denver days, if you guys can remember back that far. I'm just saying the zone run and the way that they used to run with Terrell Davis was a one step and go. Mm. What is ours? We, do we counter? Do we zone? Or what are we doing actually with our offensive line? So that part of it, that identity is what I need to see immediately because, look, let's not act as though – Kansas City didn't go all the way to the Super Bowl with a makeshift offensive line. They did. It can be done. Yep. Okay. Not only that, you have proof positive that you can win with a backup in the NFL. So I, I understand where everybody is when they say let's 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 panic and let's jump overboard, which everybody is, but we have got to find the best five guys and who are those guys? I think it's Tyler Smith. Yeah, I was I, gonna I, ask I, you guys. It's Tyler's I mean, 
that's what the Cowboys seem to think. They, they won't – like Jerry, uh, Stephen Jones in the tunnel, we bumped into him right after the game, and he didn't say officially what they're doing. And Tyler Smith has an ankle injury, by the way, and we'll see mm-hmm. like when they get back to practice, I that's, believe it's Wednesday, yeah. where, where his status is at. But if he's healthy – it sure sounds like he's going to get the first shot at it. We'll we'll see. How sure are you who of that, though, P? Who else? Who else is it going to be? Who else? I mean, unless they unless they bring in a tackle by signing him or by a trade in the next couple days. I think it's got to be him. Who's letting go tackles? Because because <laughs> no. well, let's go like well, let's go was out there on Friday night, got his first work at tackle, looked promising. I never thought he was going to be the swing tackle, even the swing tackle this year before he got the injury because. North Dakota to the NFL is quite a jump. So Josh Ball, Isaiah said it, not ready. We'll see if he's ever ready. And there's young guys that you drafted, like you said, like in the day three, maybe they'd pan out, maybe they don't. Tyler Smith was a left tackle in college for three seasons. And, you know, if he had transferred from Tulsa, I said this last week, he might have been gotten – offers from top programs to be that left tackle this season if he had stayed in college so their thinking is this is his natural position anyway the question I have is you spent five weeks playing him at guard Mm. and he's 21 years old is he able to make that just being healthy on top of that is he able to make that transition right off the bat and be effective against some of the best rushers in the NFL how many reps did you see him take in those joint practices I don't remember seeing him take None. a rep at in tackle None. at tackle he, he is zero he, I don't think he's had a tackle rep that we've seen in practice since OTAs yeah and so that's why like two things can uh. be true like I think yes they'd have like Isaiah said like they have tried to address this position in the last two drafts I think they're tired of maybe one spending more money on a on a backup tackle position where, hey, we can just develop this spot anyway. We're cycling through veteran guys at backup tackle, and we never talk about the results being any good, you yeah. know, at some of the vets they've had that have filled in for Tyron. So let's draft. Let's, let's, let's build through the draft. We're a draft and develop team. Let's draft and develop. So they're trying to do that. At the same time, your backup, your best option, I said it last week, he's your before the injury. His best option is Tyler Smith, the backup tackle. He's been a left guard since July 25th. So the question is, can if he is the guy week one, is he ready to be the guy? And is there enough time to get him ready? It, it moves up the timeline is what it does. Big time. It massively jumps that timeline. You didn't want him to take over that tackle job until two years down the road. You wanted him to come in, play guard, win the guard spot, which he didn't outright do. We talked about that in our last episode. Connor McGovern, you got to give him credit, did not lose the left guard spot which is a positive thing for the Cowboys because that's another guy you could throw in at left guard and not necessarily have a whole lot of reserves about. But Tyler Smith was your left guard this year. He was your left tackle of the future. Now he's your left tackle now. And that's exactly what's going to happen moving forward. I want to keep this conversation going. What does it do across the line of scrimmage? But I do need to take our second break. When we come back, we'll, we'll continue this offensive line talk and take a look ahead with more Talking Cowboys. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. 
Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor on Talking Cowboys. The crazy uncle is back. Isaiah Stanback. By the way, speaking of crazy uncles, Chris Beam in the back just gave us a, uh, fun, a fact. fun fact about yellow jackets that are orange. The queen is orange in a lot of colonies. Mm. So they're the most dangerous, the most most lethal. Queen bee. The queen bee. How about that? I, I mean, I guess it's not a bee. <laughs> it's a yellow jacket. But. Do the dance. Do so the dance. It's part of the wasp family, just to let you all know. <laughs> oh, okay. You know so what? how about that for Rockwall? What you got? I got some. I was watching. You guys, uh, first take was here. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Did you go yeah. out and fist fight? Uh, 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 no, no, what's the next subject? Next subject. Uh, what? No, yeah. Subject. No, no. Bring it no, up. Next Whoa, subject. No. So I'm sitting there watching first take, and I look behind <laughs> Stephen A's dome, and I see this brother with dreads, and I'm like, okay, he taking pictures with the fans? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the fan looks at him and says, <laughs> Are you so pick, pick you up, uh, pick up my camera, Chris. Pick up my camera if you can. Uh, camera doesn't work. Camera's malfunction. Look at this. What? Can't tell. This is this is Isaiah Stanback signing a Dak Prescott jersey. No. Can't tell who that is. I said, I said look at this. It's just African American male with dreads. This is on ESPN. So, you know, I Scott, saw him. That's Scott Purcell. <laughs> next that's, yeah, that's Scott. Yeah, that's Scott, Scott signing Purcell. too. That's definitely just an African American male with dreads. <laughs> with his Esslers on. Those are not Esslers. There's another brand actually. I said, tell. Look at this. Zay. All, I, all I did, I took it. I, I, I took the picture, mm. thinking like, oh, like oh, Isaiah's on TV. There's I'm gonna no send way. this to him. And then he takes a picture with him and then signs the jersey. I want to know where Let's this go. guy is, and I want to know if, if it was his idea for Isaiah to sign the, the jersey. <laughs> such a jerk. I just need to know. Sir, That's if all. you're listening, call us. Yes, give us a call oh, at some God. point. Tweet us. It, whatever. If you if you had Isaiah to take a picture, you probably listened to this show. So, Isaiah. I need to know. I plead the fifth. Sign my baby. Sign my baby. Give me a pen. Just to be clear, I was hot. Okay, I was sitting over there, just it's just hot. Okay, just chilling. And this anything just, you say in this moment isn't going to help. This guy came up to help. this guy came up to me, and I he said, "Hey, can I take a picture?" And I said, "Yeah, of course, man, take a picture." Like, so I took a picture, and then he was like, "Hey, can I? Can you sign my jersey?" I was like, "That's that's that's Dak, that's a Dak jersey. I don't I don't want to mess up your jersey. I don't want to lower the value of your jersey." He was like, "No, no, it's just sign anywhere." So I signed as small as I possibly could. But you signed that joint though. So not only did you ruin it, but you ruined it with a small signature too. I'm just saying. <laughs> did he like? Did he, did he say to you, "I love you" and hang with the boys? Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God! If y'all knew how many times I I'm hear telling you, Jesse, I'm, I'm just saying when I'm because you around. told me that some people, have everybody, their mama, Jesse. Ollie. That's why I know, man. We all look alike. Oh my God! We all look alike. Oh my gosh! That was I said no, Zay. And when I saw you, I said, no, no, no. They, first of all, how did they How did they even have that wide of a shot? They, I mean, it was right over Stephen like A's ear. Let's not act like this is the first time. Did this not happen in Oxnard, too, a little bit? Down the, down the fence line? Did you sign I mean, I've, a I jersey think, I think in Oxnard, I, too? I don't know if it was a, a jersey. Oh, you have a problem. 
Rob P has a sleep deprivation. <laughs> no, that's no, no, I, think, that's I, think, I think I saw something. I mean, we, Mickey's the king. Mickey goes up and down that fence and just signs. You know, he doesn't want to be bothered to practice. So then you turn around, he's oh, signing you, like fifty autographs. You have a Roger Staubach signed jersey. Yeah. I'll take that. And... Oh man, that's all right. good, dog. I mean, I got wow. notes in the Bucky's bathroom, so I nothing tops that. Yeah, you know I mean, I was I just, in that Bucky's yesterday. Were you? Yeah, what? the Madisonville one. Clean. Great. That's fantastic. They need to be oh, a that, sponsor. That is a great one, man. Uh, That's on the way to College Station. Yeah, there you go. All right, final What's segment. What's in College Station? I don't know. Never heard of it. Uh, <laughs> final segment here of Talking Cowboys. All right, if you had to put if you had to put the five guys on the offensive line left to right, who would it be, Heckman? Go. Um, if you were the GM, you in their shoes, what would you – or coach, I guess, is this scenario. But if you were the coach, what would you put? And this is going to sound crazy, but I got to tie a tight end to ball. I got to go with him. I got to go with my best guy. I got to go with McGovern at, at the left guard position. I got to go Biotish. Obviously, I got to go with Conan at the right. Mm-hmm. And uh, still, I mean, I have to do it. Where's I'm Tyler not, Smith? He's, he's starting on the bench. He couldn't even beat out Connor McGovern at left guard. He's not a guard. Well, look, yeah. I don't I don't want to have him come out and make his debut against Akeem Hicks at left tackle on Thursday night. I mean rather, on Sunday you'd night. I'd rather Josh Ball do that. I man, I I have to tie a tight end to him. Okay. Okay. And Just if he can tether, show me that if I if he can weld, if I can weld <laughs> him to guys, shot is all there. If I can so weld you're, so you're two guys. Twelve personnel the whole game. What else? What are my other choices? What, so you're going to tell me, I'm going to leave this rookie out there that I don't even know can play left. We're going to get him reps all week against guys and go out there and say, all right, have so, a shot at it. So you're going to let a team go a too high shell. Look, I'm not saying that this seven. is ideal. I never I'm said just, it was ideal, asking, Isaiah. I ask, never said that this was as, a great situation. As we look you ask at me the, a question. I give you an answer, Isaiah. Do not push a button just right say, now. I know it's not game week yet, <laughs> but as we look towards the defense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they have a plethora of linebackers that would probably give what would you feel? How guys. would you feel with him in at guard going up against uh, Philadelphia, knowing that they're no, going to no, no, mug no. those Put McGovern at guard. I'm Put with McGovern at guard. Put McGovern at guard. Okay. McGovern won the guard job anyway. Yeah. And that's not a good look for him. It's not. The left side is is, is going to be um I don't know highly enticing for other teams. So you're saying Tyler Smith. At the, you got to put Tyler Smith. If he's a first round draft pick. Yeah. What do you think? I'm sorry. I think I think the decision. I don't. I think it's probably already made unofficially. Yeah. Because when Stephen Jones compares it to Dak Prescott in 2016. And we drafted him. And he also said it's hard to find guys outside the roster right now to play offensive tackle. Doesn't mean they won't necessarily add a guy for some depth, but they're they're banking on the number one draft pick to go do it, um, provided he's healthy. And, and I, and we'll I asked the question. I said, "How many reps have you no, seen him take no, at left tackle?" And, and that's why that's why I think Lance, that's why I think two things can be true. I think you could say that they have taken steps to address the depth, but then they haven't because he hasn't played the position in weeks. It's only been like seven young. months. So, huh? It's only been like seven months since he played it competitively. He also had sixteen hey, holding you've calls. Been, you've been around as you, a tackle. You've been around. You've been around. You've been around Nate Newton long enough. And what is his number one question? What is it easier for offensive linemen to do: run block or pass block? <laughs> run block. So that's that's what I'm saying, man. You, this running game for Kellen Moore has to be the great equalizer. It's not looking like it though, heck. The running game, and we've said it a thousand times, Dak Prescott needs a running game. He's a really good quarterback when he has a running game. When he has to throw the ball 40 times, we have evidence that things don't go their way. Okay. So the way it's looking right now is that it doesn't look like you can run the ball to one side. I, I think the ground game is in better shape now than it would be passing game because of the fact that what is Tyler Smith better at? <laughs> no, listen, 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 listen. Let me finish. Let me finish. What is Tyler Smith better at? He was by far a better run blocker as a tackle in college than he was a pass protector. What has Connor McGovern always been better at? Run blocking as a guard. But they tried him at left guard last year. Yeah. And, he, and then they went away from him. Because he couldn't even be. A lot of that was in pass protection, though. I'm yeah. saying pass protection is what I'm worried about. But I'm not saying I'm excited about Tyler Smith and Connor McGovern at the left side of the yeah. offensive line. Yeah. I just think running the football is not going to see as much of a drawback as much as the pass game or the pass protection is. That's my point. We'll see. I, there are a couple quick stats, okay? Todd Archer had, a, had an article about this last week. The sack rate goes 2% up 
over Tyron Smith's career when he's not in the game. And I actually texted Todd and I was like, two percent. Sure, that's a lot. You sure that's not just the, the Falcons game in twenty seventeen alone <laughs> making that two percent jump. But he said he said, Yeah, but then the other thing that jumped out to him was for his for his career, the Cowboys are actually seventeen and sixteen without Tyron Smith. Mm-hmm. And I think that the problem is that stat is skewed by the fact that for a decade you had this procession of Pro Bowl players playing with Tyron Smith. And now you've got an offensive line that Pretty much there's a question mark at every spot on some level except for except for right guard. And it's just a it's just a position in transition. And how do they how do they fix it? How do they how do they move forward without him? It's it's massive, dude. It, it's a massive loss. That's the realest statement I've heard you can't Rob go. ever said. Can we clip that? What? <laughs> it's massive, dude. It's, it's, I felt that. Either way yeah, you said that, I felt that a little hurt. Yeah, there. It was, it's not as it's not as big as as Tony going down, Tony Romo going down in 2016, because that quarterback affects, I mean, everything. Yes. And Dak did an amazing job, and the rest was history. Yep. And so making that comparison, I don't think it's quite that. Yeah. But it's huge. It's huge. And it's not as huge if Tyler Smith comes in and, hell, he might play it well, dude. He might surprise all of us. Absolutely. Uh, just given the fact that he hadn't played it. But I hope so. They got, they got to figure it out. Everybody does. I hope he surprises everybody. So you start you start with the the rookie yeah, and you and you have to throw the ball forty times. You trust that you know he can be man to man with whoever Tampa Bay. Has. I don't trust it. I don't huh? trust that anybody on the left side can do that right now. Okay, but I, I think he gives you the best the best opportunity. I think he gives you the best chance. Ball did not look good. No disrespect. I'm sure he'll get better. But this was not a good preseason for him. I, I agree. Yeah, it was. It just was I not. Agree. It, didn't, totally it didn't matter. You. First team, second team, third team. Everybody went out there and pretty much had their way. And I'm not even talking about the game. I'm talking about the practices. Yeah, right. It happened in the game as well. But we've seen a lot of a lot more reps than the fans have seen. He actually played better in the game. I thought than Facts. he did in practice. Facts. And he's for being honest. Holding calls. Yeah. But if Tyler Smith cannot overtake Connor McGovern at the left guard position, how much better do you think he would have been at left tackle and he didn't even take any reps I th- I think at he'll left be better. tackle in practice? I think he'll be better. And I'm saying Based that off of what? Based off the fact that it's his natural position. Okay. Let's go with that. That's what he played in college, but it – it's all hope right now. And, like, I, and hope, I, honestly, I hope that would be a pretty good yeah. receiver in the league, and, but I never took reps. Honestly, like I wouldn't say <laughs> you know for saying? sure like, that Connor McGovern just won that left guard job and could, would never relinquish it. Yeah. I mean, if Mike McCarthy was asked that question, and sometimes Mike, you know, like he's answering the question based off Tyler Smith also isn't practicing right now. Yeah, he's so, got if we, an ankle. so if we go for week one, yeah, he's the guy right now. I mean, I, I don't know if like you get to week two, week three, Tyler Smith wouldn't have been the left guard. Now I don't think you have a choice. Now they're both going to play and Oof. strap it up and see what happens. And they both played well throughout training camp in the preseason. <laughs> so, well, let's so. go ball. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I'll finish it. it there maybe, you go. Maybe a vet. Well, let's go I mean, ball, baby. Yeah, maybe Mr. Outside <laughs> Hire. I mean, if you really wanted to, but that's so tough to go and get a tackle. It there really are is. guys out there. You know, there are some guys that are sitting at the crib. They don't sound like they necessarily want to spend a lot of money doing it. Oh, yeah. They'll get a veteran. Think so? From the couch. Is that a predict, uh, prediction? A little bold prediction from Isaiah? No bazooka, no bazooka, but maybe a cannon. Mm, all right, that's it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Hope you had some fun with us here over the last hour. We will be back on Wednesday, yes. 11 a.m. Central Time. For Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, right. Rob Phillips, Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you next time with more Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?